At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Greetings to those who watch below. Before we start today's stories of true inhuman entity encounters, I'd like to say a massive thank you to Ghost City Shelton, Lefty Kim, Steffi Ray, Wicked Witch, Jess Black Curtain, and Aztec Priest for being those who dwell below, an exclusive channel membership that gets you shoutouts at the start of every video. So, on with the stories. The Yellow Eyes by Serpent. I can't remember how old I was when this happened, but I know that I was in the second grade. I recall drawing pictures of what I had seen in class the next day. This would have been about 20 years ago now. I was living with my family in an old farmhouse on the outskirts of Freeport, Maine. I was laying in my bed, trying to fall asleep. The door to my room was open, and so was the door to my little brother's room. The placement of the bed and design of the house was such that from my bed I could see into part of my brother's room. I rolled onto my side and looked in that direction, and what I saw would forever be known to my family and I as the yellow eyes. As a child, I immediately classified them as eyes, although they did not look like the eyes of a person or any animal that I could now bring to mind. They seemed larger than a human's eyes, and a little farther apart. They did not possess a pupil or iris that I could see, and were glowing. The eyes were luminescent, but did not seem to cast light onto anything around them. I suppose the reason I identified them as eyes was because they moved together in the same plane and appeared to be five to six feet off the floor. The yellow eyes appeared in front of my brother's closet, which was thankfully about as far as possible from where he lay sleeping, but they didn't seem interested in him anyway. They were looking right at me. The eyes moved a few feet in my direction, bobbing slightly, and then blinked out. A moment later, they reappeared, a few feet closer still, right in the threshold of the other room. I lost it, certain that whatever it was, it was going to get me. I threw my blanket over my head, having no desire to see whatever was about to happen, and tried to scream to my father for help. I tried and tried, but was not successful. I was so terrified the sound would not come, just my breath. After a time I must have exhausted myself, because I did sleep that night. When I woke up, I was fine, and the sunlight spilling into the kitchen that morning never looked so inviting. My brother had seen nothing, and my parents were pretty dismissive about the whole incident. I can't blame them. Years later, my father offered the explanation that it was only car lights, and still insists that this was the case. But this happened on the side of the house that faces the woods, not the road. And cars rarely went down that road in those days, because half of it was dirt and poorly maintained. Even if the lights from a car could somehow ricochet a considerable distance from the road, 
to something mysteriously reflective in the forest through the window and into the room, it doesn't explain how the light could be projected three-dimensionally out from the wall. Not to mention, no one in the house ever saw anything like that before or since, in the more than 30 years that my family has lived there. Seeing yellow eyes was probably the scariest thing that any of us ever experienced in that house, but it wasn't the only strange event. Most of it was easy to attribute to the place just being old. However, light bulbs constantly blowing, creaking, scratching, terrible smells. Others could certainly have been our minds playing tricks on us, seeing people in the corner of our eyes who weren't there. My father said that my mother claimed to have heard children's voices in the house before any of us kids were born, but she says now that she doesn't remember that. One time, one of my brothers woke up choking himself. That definitely scared him. But people can do weird things in their sleep. When my sister was a teenager and I was off at school, she heard something in her closet. Something big, she thought, really going berserk. I suppose that it's possible a squirrel or something had gotten in there. Anything could sound big if it was really trying to make a racket. The only other incident that really got my heart beating was when I was a teenager watching television. There was this little perpetual motion trinket on top of the television. It wasn't moving or anything, just sitting there. And all of a sudden, the thing went flying and almost hit me in the shoulder. I calmly got up, turned off the TV, left the room, and told myself over and over again that the vibration from sound had somehow flung the toy at me. It's the yellow eyes, though. That really drives me nuts. Not only because they scared me so terribly, but because now I want so badly to be able to explain what I saw. Despite the occasional weirdness, we never really thought of our house as haunted. It was always our home. In some ways, it still feels more like a home than the house I share with my husband. It was an absolutely wonderful place to grow up. In many ways, I love that place. But to me, it has always felt more alive than other houses I've stayed in, and like something is always there, even when you're alone. My mother still lives there though, alone, and I don't think she ever gets scared, or believes anything is there. I never did any real research on the place, but the farmhouse we lived in is well over a hundred years old, and the property much older. When I was very young, there was an L attached to the house and two barns. My parents had to tear down the L and the older barn because they were in such disrepair, but those were actually the original structures. The L once a home. My brother's room, where I saw the eyes, is kind of unique. In it is the trapdoor to the attic, and another small door in the wall that must either be a crawl space or a passage that had once led to the L. The closet door also caused us some fear as children. It had a big oblong knot in the wood, nearly spanning the height of the door, and atop this knot, two odd points, like horns, making the door look a bit like it had a shadowy devil in it. But it's just a knot. The remaining barn also had some interesting patterns in the wood. A good portion of the wood inside is superficially burnt. A neighbour once told us that a previous owner had tried to burn it down for the insurance money. Near the bottom of a burned beam, just below a charcoal portion of it, is a child's black handprint. It almost looks as though it were burned into the wood, but more likely it's black paint or oil. Most everything I can explain away, 
but the yellow eyes make me a believer. I have been afraid that the yellow eyes would come back my entire life. Unwanted Visitor by Dulcita Growing up, I always liked anyone else who had older siblings to get them to tell me scary stories. On this particular story, it wouldn't have been so bad if it were just my eldest brother telling me the story, but I remember my mother telling me as well. Let me start off by saying I come from a big family. There are six of us kids that my mum had. Four older boys, me and my younger brother. The story begins in a little house that we all lived in. There were three bedrooms in the home. The first one was shared by my two oldest brothers, the second one by the two other brothers, and then there was me, who slept in my mum's room in a cradle. My younger brother had not been born at the time. According to my oldest brother, one night before going to bed, all of them were being rowdy, and decided they all wanted to sleep in the same room to see who could stay up the longest so they went ahead and asked for my mum's permission to sleep all together in one room. My mum said it was okay, on one condition, that they were all not to be so loud, because I was asleep, and that they tried to at least go to bed at a decent hour. They agreed, and went to the room. At one point, the boys began to get loud and rowdy again, and my mum was forced to go in and give a warning to them. As she turned away, she saw my oldest brother stick out his tongue at her, and she quickly turned back and told him that it wasn't nice to do that, and that God didn't like little boys being so hateful, and that if he continued to do it, the devil would snatch his tongue. Now, keep in mind my mother at the time was a profound Catholic, and not to mention Hispanic, and while God and the devil played big roles in her life, my brother, not liking the comment she made, said... Well, if that's true, then I'll be seeing him soon. My mother scolded him and turned and walked out of the room. As the night progressed, my brother said he was the last to fall asleep, and as he was drifting off, he felt someone grab the blankets and pull them off him abruptly. He, thinking it was one of my other brothers messing with him, snatched the blankets back and yelled, Alex, stop doing that. Of course, there was no response from Alex, because he was fast asleep. My brother was laying on his side, and said he felt someone tug at his toes. He opened his eyes this time, to see if it was Alex or one of the other boys, and to his surprise, he saw a very dark figure staring back at him, at the end of the bed near his feet. My brother, terrified, said he couldn't get a sound out of his mouth, and continued to watch as this figure climbed on top of the bed, and somewhat sit on him, with a devilish grin, pinning him down. My brother froze in horror, as he heard the figure say, Maybe next time you'll listen to your mother. After that, my brother said he seemed to have just kind of passed out. He awoke a few moments later, confused and scared, and ran to my mum who was sitting in the kitchen, waiting up on our dad to get home from work. He began to tell my mum the story, and to his amazement, my mother said she believed him, and began to tell him that moments after the boys had settled to sleep, in the corner of her eye, she spotted a dark figure passing from living room to hallway, but thought it was nothing, and passed it off as her being tired from a long day, and was just seeing things. To their amazement, 
they found what appeared to be scratches on his back, arms, and one leading from his cheek down to the side of his mouth. My brother was horrified by what he experienced, and never again talked back or stuck his tongue out at our mother, in hopes he would never experience that again. Walk on the Beach with a Skinwalker, or Nightcrawler, by Arachne Arts. I have a lot of supernatural stories to tell. Some are personal, and some are from friends or family. This one is one of my more scarier personal stories. Something more physical or real, I guess. Not including ghosts, but something else I can't entirely explain. I've always been a bit of a believer to the supernatural and paranormal world, albeit I'm sceptical as well. I do my best to try and question and reason anything odd that does occur. You know, like if a door closes on its own, it could just be the wind or something. Or if something falls, again, the wind or it was set on the slope. Anything like that. But when you see something, something that looks almost human, it's really hard to explain. Now, me and my mother lived in Australia, on the coast. The beach was literally across the road. We lived in a small apartment, one bedroom, one bathroom, conjoined kitchen and living room, on the second story. I slept on the couch. At the time, my mother was going through a big breakup. We didn't have much money, and we just needed to get out of the house. It was the cheapest we could get at the time, so I wasn't much annoyed at the situation. The couch was situated across from the balcony, which was closed off by a glass door. Luckily, we had curtains. My mother just loved getting up early in the morning for a walk. I didn't. Especially when it was still a bit dark out. But I had a cute bag that I wanted to take. Why? It was for my cat. It was one of those pink dome bags that had a latch on the side for the cat's harness, and a lot of holes for breathing and such. I know, it's weird taking my cat for a walk. It got her out, though. She loved watching outside, and honestly, a few people that were out so early loved seeing her. It was cute. My cat was always such a sweetheart, timid around people. She barely meowed unless she wanted attention, but I adored her dearly. On this particular morning, we went to go for a walk on the beach. It was our usual walking place, a long stretch of beach to walk on, Sometimes we would see a couple of joggers. Other times we would see someone walking their dog. You never just saw one person walking alone. And I mean, never. I don't blame them, really. You never know who could be out at like four or five in the morning. Especially when it was still somewhat dark out. I suppose that's one reason my mother wanted me to walk out with her. So, we set off for the walk. So we set out for the walk. The three of us. My mother my cat, and of course, myself. Now, one thing is for sure. I hate the beach. Yes, I know, an Australian hate the beach. Mostly because I hate sand getting everywhere. Something to note with some beaches in Australia. You often enter and exit by a slope of sand, which is soft, easy to trip or slide on, and the sand got everywhere. It was annoying, especially if you wore sandals, You'd get them stuck in the sand, and it would just flick up. Not that nice for someone who just woke up and is already grumpily tired. 
but it was only a few moments walk down to it, so I just put up with it. We walked for maybe five minutes, just chattering about God knows what, and that's when we saw it. We had no idea what it was. The best I could describe it was like a pair of white, human-sized pyjama pants walking towards us, like those nightcrawler things. They were similar to those two-legged creatures caught on security cameras that looked like a pair of faced legs in white pyjama pants just walking around. We were freaked. I mean, it was just one figure walking towards us, but it was definitely a distance away. My cat started to get a bit agitated, which was odd, because she never got that agitated unless around real strangers. She was really good in her little bag most days, but apparently not on this occasion. Freaked, both me and my mother turned to run back up the slope. My cat started to hiss. Now it could have been because of my running, but she never hissed. Even if I moved her around a lot, even if I pet her belly or just played around with her, she never hissed. If she got annoyed, she would either attack my hand or run off. Her scratches were nothing, so it worried me that she had started to hiss. After all, cats, dogs, and most animals usually have that sort of sixth sense, I guess. I looked back, and the thing was closer. But see, the thing was... it was close. Not super close, but for the way it walked, it was closer to us than it should have been. We'd been running, but that thing we thought was just... walking. I'd say it could take five or six minutes for it to reach the slope. Our place was literally a minute away. Naturally, we hurried back, and I just wanted to rest. I was exhausted. I let my cat out, which literally just took a few moments, and I slipped out of my shoes and went to close the curtains. It took me only three minutes to do that. But what I saw freaked me the fuck out. Across from the apartment was that thing, just on the other side of the road, just standing there. And sure enough, even without glasses, I could make out that it was just like one of those creatures. All I knew was it wasn't human. Just like two legs. I don't know. It was terrifying. I closed my curtain and went to tell my mother. Needless to say, I didn't get any more sleep. The Transylvanian Spook by Ames Spader I've had many supernatural encounters over the years, but this one is the most interesting. The story takes place in a little town called Transylvania, Louisiana, in early 1993. Transylvania is located on Highway 65 South, about 44 miles northwest of Vicksburg. There are cotton fields all around the region. My boyfriend and I were on our way to our new home in southeastern Louisiana. We had the car loaded down, and our mutt Barky was sleeping in the back seat. It was early in the morning, about 2 or 3 a.m., and I was drifting off in and out of consciousness, when I noticed signs along the road warning motorists that hitchhikers could actually be escaped inmates from nearby prison farms. I'd never heard of a prison farm before, so I became curious and started a conversation with my boyfriend on the subject. According to Wikipedia, 
The prison farm is a large correctional facility, where hard labour convicts are put to economical use in a farm. Its historical equivalent on a very large scale was called a penal colony. At this point in the story, I was fully awake and engaged in a conversation that became even more interesting as we rolled into the sleepy town of Transylvania. We quickly noticed the huge water tower with the black bat and word Transylvania. We cracked a few jokes about the spooky water tower, but other than the unusual name for a seemingly normal small southern town, the place was not eerie until we came upon something very incredible. It appeared that there was a man, a very tall man, walking in the road ahead of us. It was a little foggy out, so I thought I might have been imagining it. As we came closer, we noticed that this was no man. It appeared to be some kind of creature I had never seen. It looked like some mythical creature, part human, part buffalo. Its colouring was brown and patchy, and I could see right through it. Suddenly, as we came within ten feet of it, the spook stepped directly in the path of our moving vehicle. My boyfriend slammed on his brakes, and the dog went flying into the back of his seat and yelped. The beast, slowly and nonchalantly, turned his head sideways, and looked at us intensely, with despondent, hollow eyes, yet in an almost scolding look, then vanished. I got the definite feeling that this thing very purposely walked out in front of us with every intention of making us wreck. About a month later, my boyfriend was travelling the same highway at night with a friend, whom he had not told a thing about the creepy supernatural beast we had seen in Transylvania. When they came into Transylvania, what did they see? None other than the same haunt that had tried to make us crash a month earlier. I have not been able to find anything that would help me explain what I saw when I was 19, until recently. It turns out that that town is very haunted. There has even been a spirit with the body of a woman and a goat's head sighted at the Transylvania post office many times. Hi guys, thank you for listening to today's video. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to like the video, and also if you haven't already, subscribe to the channel, hitting that notification bell, so you'll know when the next video is about to go live. Also, if you have a story that you'd like to share with me, please feel free to email it to me. My email is down in the description box below. So, until next time, sleep tight.